0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Billion Dollar Movie Club. This is the show where we talk about movies. Those movies, what do they do? They made a lot of money. And what happens? Then we go, "Hmm, we should have made some dinosaurs instead. And then we say,
1: that's that's something I'll put my money in. Well, Pam, there's the money
0: going at the screen. What was that sound effect again? Well, Pam. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. That was not a, a sound effect placed through post-editing or po- po- post-production. There you go. There you go. That is all 100% from this human being. What is your name? Uh, Pawan Mehta. Oh, Pawan, how are you doing? What is your name? My name? Yes. Christian Masinson. Crazy. Christian Masinson. Remember that name. I want to live forever. I want to learn how to fly.
1: fly. So, Mr. Tenson, we're talking
0: about a movie this week. We're talking about a film. It's, it's got what dinosaurs it? in it, I think. Oh, is it perhaps 2007's Meet the
1: Robinsons? Uh, I, I do remember they had Big Head and Little Arms. And this one also has Big Head low Little Arms, but they don't say it. Oh, is it perhaps 2000's Disney film Dinosaurs? Or was it the 1990s ABC show Dinosaurs?
0: Wow, there's so many dinosaurs in the world. Especially if it's perhaps a Jurassic World? Fallen Kingdom. Yes. Hey, we're talking about Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom, directed by J.A. Bayona. uh, Released on June 27, 2018. God, that doesn't feel like three years ago. And yet it is. Oof. Uh, with a budget of 170 to $187 million, mm-hmm. released in 4,475 theaters, it was the second widest released ever behind Despicable Me 3, and if you remember last week, Avengers Infinity War did that with 4,474 theaters, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, 4,474 Five theaters. What extra they, theater for that? They race. bribed that last theater to
1: be like, "Fuck you, Avengers. We're better." They mm-hmm. bribed them. That's that's the
0: only explanation I could think the of. Explanation. Uh, very interesting to note. Uh, the weekend before this, Incredibles two, a future uh, topic in the Billion Dollar Movie Club.
1: Also one can was- say
0: next week. One could say next week. Also had a, a, a opening gross of over one hundred million dollars. And this was the first time it's ever happened since the year two thousand seven, mm. that was accomplished by Pirates at World's End and Shrek the Third. Everyone's favorite Shrek. Evan's favorite Shrek. Actually, I I like At World's End. It's 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 messier. I like. Oh, it. I I very much am a friend. A Fran of World's A End. Friend. Fran Drescher. I didn't know Fran Drescher was coming to the show. Fran, I love you on The Nanny.
1: Well, you know, I just love my outfits. And, like, they kept giving me new
0: ones. And
1: so I was like, I guess I got to do more episodes.
0: And and you did. You did. Jurassic World Fallen King would be number one for two weekends until it was dethroned by Ant-Man and the Wasp. But Don't worry.
1: We're for not their... talking about
0: that one. Well, I wasn't... That wasn't... You can worry about that if you wanted to. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We haven't moved forward in the timeline. However, do not worry. Here's a headline from Rebecca Rubin at Variety. From July 6th, 2018, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom crossed at the $1 billion worldwide. Did I say the $1 billion worldwide? Yes, you did. It's, you know, it's fascinating how you'll read something in front of you and your brain just says words. Because it says Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom crosses $1 billion worldwide. You know, there's like a lot that could happen
1: between your brain and your mouth. And sometimes, you know, it's like a game of telephone within your own head. It is. Because it got to go through the eyes, the nose, the cheeks. And the most important uh, sense for podcasts. What was it again, Miss Simpson? Seeing dead people. No. Did you already forget our promotional thing from last episode? It's your Puan, ears.
0: Puan. it's your ears. It's a new week. We have a new promo that you may or may not hear later on. Jurassic World Fallen came gone gross $417 million domestically and $1.308 billion worldwide. At the time, it was the 23rd highest grossing domestic and 12th worldwide. Currently sits at number 29 domestic and 15th worldwide. Now, Puan, hmm. This is the part of the show where I ask, Puan, what happens in this movie? Yes. And usually, you know, it's a little fun, little setup to figure out. Oh, let's, have, let's see how one will summarize this movie this week. Um, you want to do it this week or what's going no, on? This week is a genuine question. What happens in this movie? OK,
1: so we start off with people concerned about the dinosaurs on this island because a volcano is going to go blam. But like they know it's going to go blam and everyone's like, oh, but we don't want the dinosaurs among us. Let's keep them over there. And maybe it's okay if they all die. But then our intrepid heroes from the first Jurassic World are like, no, no, no. Dinosaurs should live. And then they team up with some not so good people who then kidnap the dinosaurs and then sell them off in the black market. But the heroes are like, no, 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 the dinosaurs should roam free. And the
0: dinosaurs eventually roam free. All right, Paul, you take over now, and me a second take a drink. So one thing that happened uh, while I was watching this
1: movie is um, I was taking down notes as I do once once in a while, once in a sure. while, sure. And uh, when they first introduced this uh, young girl having a missing mother and she doesn't know who she is, I was like, you know what? This might be a good idea for a fix that I could put in the movie. Hmm. But you know what? The movie was more clever than I gave it credit for. (laughs) And it guessed my fix and followed through on it. So far, I can't say that any other film has done that.
0: So... (laughs) Puan watches this movie before I do and texts me, hey, I had an idea for a fix, but then the movie did it. So I'm watching this movie, I'm like, what could have been Puan's idea? And then the most ridiculous thing happens. like, oh. (laughs) This is is it. This is it. Um,
1: Turns out they didn't just clone DNA of dinosaurs. No, no, no. They cloned the human and made the human again.
0: Amazing. I'm trying to figure out if you could do like a Gattaca type uh, fix to it, but I couldn't figure that out. I I got, that's, that's, oh, okay, pawn on. <laughs> I, I take did it you, you, did you didn't enjoy, did this you enjoy this movie? Did you enjoy this movie? I love
1: this movie. I loved it oh, wow. so much. It's going to be a fascinating episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, you here's
0: know here's- how
1: last week I was, I was harping on like, oh, the spectacle isn't that great. In, in Avengers Infinity War. It's all just shooting pow, pow. And like, there's no novelty to it. This this is the answer.
0: This is the answer. All right. The, see, but the actions All right. so this is my <laughs> thing, right? I, we have you ever seen a Jurassic World or park before the podcast began? I forget. No, no, I also never did. And I, to be honest, I was excited to finally watch Park, which you know, great movie. Mm-hmm. Not so excited for the two world movies just because of reputation. And I gotta say, both of these Jurassic World movies are two of the dumbest movies I've ever seen.
1: It's amazing how stupid it is.
0: <laughs> that That's not an insult. They're so ridiculous and out there. But I like the world. I do not like Fallen Kingdom. See, I'm on the exact opposite end
1: because I felt like World was retreading on Jurassic Park. They really went out there and they made choices with this movie, okay? And I respect
0: that. Well, I have a question. Do either of us know what happens in Jurassic Park two or three? No. okay. because I, the actions not my my problem with this movie, right? I think some of it feels empty because I don't care about the characters. and But there are some, I'm like, this is incredible. I don't understand anyone's reasoning. And it felt like a lot of just, let's connect the dots and you know, mind this that's exposition. so crazy. Because also,
1: I was not a fan of the uh, chemistry between our two leads in the previous movie.
0: I thought it worked in this one. They don't say anything to each other at all this movie. <laughs> talking about there's it's so empty it starts off it starts off and they're broken up which i'm like i guess you want to break them up so they could build to the relationship or whatever but there's never a moment when like they rekindle their romance which i'm fine with that's
1: fine because it was so forced in the first one i'm glad that they didn't just like throw in the one line here or there to be cheeky
0: i would have been fine if it was like okay we're just platonic friends now. We move past the the the, the tens- sexual tension, and and we're we respect each other as more than that, right? But then they have the kiss at the end. Did and they? Like, oh yeah, they kiss. Did you miss
1: that? I was too focused on dinosaurs being. You know,
0: free. you <sighs> know when they're like in that uh glass in clay in equation in- what? Behind in- the glass. Inflation. Yes. And then the dinosaur, uh, the lights turn on. The dinosaurs attack. The girl runs away, and it like kind of impales Bryce Dallas Howard's leg. She's like, uh, "He's like, I can't leave you here," and she's like, "No, go get her." And then she kisses him, or he kisses her. I think if you take you're out, you're just a you're just a hater. You're just I think a if hater. You take out that kiss. It
1: work. The, it works a little better. To be fair. Whenever anything like that happens in any movie, it usually feels forced for me. So I just I just
0: move on. I don't think any of the characters got anything to do in this movie. And that's what frustrated me.
1: I, I genuinely don't know what you're talking about.
0: So so the movie starts, right? Mm hmm. Let's ignore you know all the random exposition, right? Let's just stick into the characters from World. The only two that come back are really are, are Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt, right? And I guess B.D. Wong, who's yeah. just a cameo in both. Um, and you start with Bryce Dallas Howard, and I'm like, oh yeah, she really is a, the protagonist, right? Cause like Chris Pratt didn't have much of an arc in the first one, and he, he doesn't have anything in this one either. Owen's just kind of like a pompous asshole. Okay. Are you
1: genuinely saying that you were looking for some character journey or arc in these movies? I get that in the Fast and Furious movies, which are equally as dumb. What character arc is in the Fast and Furious movies? They start with, I family's important and end with, family is important. Yes.
0: But they they convince other people that family's important. Brian, Brian has an evolution across the first few Fast and Furiouses. They convince Maisie
1: that she, she isn't alone, okay?
0: I'm the sorry, dinosaurs Maisie? aren't there to hurt her. They're, they, Talk, they could be friends. Talking about repeating stuff, why does it always have to be about the relationship with the child in these movies?
1: It didn't feel as forced in this one as it did in the previous one
0: it really didn't i i at, at least she's related to those kids in the previous one i say like, this one this one doesn't focus on the kid as much as a pre, as Jurassic World if anything the fact that that is less of like a
1: character arc or flaw uh for her in this movie i think is a major plus because And uh, Jurassic, yeah. In Jurassic World, she was full girl boss mode where she's like, I don't need
0: emotions. I have work. Oh, I I do appreciate that it's not about her trying to figure out if she could be a mother or whatever the fuck you want to do. But like, what was her arc in this movie? Oh, I'm going to let the dinosaurs die. And then let's completely go kill any sort of change in the character by having the little girl do it.
1: that's her arc okay that's Maisie. she's she's getting her own autonomy in that moment throughout this entire movie she was just hiding in corners and being like i can't do much i just have to escape and then in that moment she's like i made the choice this isn't just about me anymore i need to help these dinosaurs
0: why is she a clone this movie has a lot of cool ideas that are just tossed out there. Which I'm fine with because right. they,
1: they could build on a good amount of, them f- amount of them for the next one, which
0: I'm very hyped to go see. I'm going to see that one in theaters. I'm kind of tempted to now because I'm invested. <laughs> it, it does feel a bit like this was setting everything up for the next one to me. One thing I will say is that
1: the plotting of this feels really weird. Yes. In the sense that what you think would be the main like set piece moment happens 30 minutes into the movie.
0: The volcano, right? Yeah. Well, it's all set up around the volcano. And then... It's just like, oh yeah, that's it. (laughs) And then it pivots to be about... The, the ridiculously evil villains.
1: I mean, it makes sense why they'd want to sell dinosaurs on the black market, and that's a cool idea. I do think that the script could have somehow like swapped them, swapped the, the order of events, and that probably would have been a more compelling like narrative arc. But they tried it, man, and I'm happy they did.
0: So I they wanted to sell them on the black market so that they could be used as weapons, right? Yes. Because I was like, this reminds me of something. And I realized that that's exactly what D'Onofrio wanted to do in the first one, right? I guess they were just like fulfilling that
1: uh, need. Industrialization.
0: but um, Mega corporations. In regards to the structure of it, right? It is very odd that it starts off so big and then turns into a little more of an intimate thing, right? Right, and that I I I I feel like when you look at the the two previous movies we've looked at for the Jurassic Jurassic franchise, right, it starts smaller and then grows and grows and grows by the end. They add more and more dinosaurs, so it's interesting to see them focuses on one super strong dino. Yes, sure, sure. I feel like
1: maybe that's because they probably had feedback on the previous movie that's like they hyped up this huge water-based dinosaur and just brought him out for like two seconds. Maybe people were like, we need more of the special dinosaur. So they were like, we're going to give you more of the special dinosaur.
0: I think, it's, I think it's less reactionary and more, hey, we have a cool idea. Again, Which I think that could work too. Yeah. I'm not saying that is a bad thing, but it is
1: odd. Another thing I will say is that the first time Maisie was go when she was locked in a room and went around to like go into the living room or whatever hallway and she went outside and scaled the building and stuff like that. I was reminded a lot of Uncharted 4. And it there's like a section of that where you play as young Drake scaling through this mansion which looked eerily similar to this one and it got me thinking did the writers and like the people who made this movie play uncharted 4 play through that section and think you know what would make this better
0: dinosaurs what year and they just in- ran with it what year was 2016 yes not impossible and you it, know what? It's not impossible
1: that they, they weren't wrong that that did make that better Because I have not seen anything like this before. Have you? There is novelty, even though it is a much smaller scope.
0: Novelty in what?
1: In the dinosaurs just rampaging through just like this estate.
0: (laughs) I guess you're saying that by by, uh, focusing on a smaller location... It uh it, it 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 feels a little more novel rather than a large open field of sorts. Yeah. Um my my problem with that mm-hmm. is that the estate felt like it never ended. There was always a new room or another room. I'm like, "Okay, this thing is ginormous." And and well, I don't have a sense of where everything this is. This is the
1: estate of someone who's able to afford their pr- a private island and make dinosaurs for that island and turn into a theme park they have a lot of money
0: yes but i would have liked a little more establishment of where everything is in the house and there was always like nine other basements there was always another basement and it just it it i like the idea of it being in a house it felt as ginormous as jurassic world to me now I do like the enclosed spaces. But but I again I just it it there's always another room to run into there's, you can always go on the it's just it never ended that house. I kind of like that too. You're telling me you've never had that like fantasy
1: or whatever of like going into a house and just like exploring and there never being an end.
0: No that sounds like hell to me
1: why never ending just like there's always more to see you can you can go back and leave at any time but there's there's so much there
0: but then you would get lost because you don't know where you are because it never ends and then you're like oh also in theory that's the earth (laughs) that's just the earth
1: yeah but like take the earth and make it small and make it, it, it so that you could, things
0: there at this small you could go and walk it just walk it one that this this image you painted gives me anxiety there's i don't too know much. why i don't know why there's too much it never ends and 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 there's, oh there weren't that many rooms
1: actually there was like three sub basements which they had on the elevator. And there was only like two or three big rooms above ground.
0: It felt ginormous to me. That's all I can say. I never felt like I was getting stuck in a place. Cause there's always another door you could run through or, or a hiding spot. I mean, this this house is also a
1: dinosaur museum. And also a place that keeps dinosaurs in prisons. Yeah. And also a place that has an auction room. So it makes sense. I think, I think the scale works for this building. It's not ridiculously huge, but there's the big rooms and like it encompasses like three or four, you know, things that could be buildings in their
0: own right. Do they? Which is fine. Do they keep the dinosaurs in, their, in the house? Where do they keep the dinosaurs? In, in it the, was in the basement. Yeah, so why are the other parts of the house ginormous? What do you mean? I, I, I don't know. It, 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 felt, uh,
1: it felt... I get it. You like small houses. You want a house that a dinosaur can't fit in.
0: Yeah, it's and you know, what? D- you know what? If a dinosaur That's- can't fit in, it's going to destroy more of the house.
1: If listen, listen, if I had the choice, if I had the infinite monies,
0: oh. infinite monies, you, you're doing that, that cheat. You play The Sims, the arrows the infinite money cheat, and then you can buy anything you want in The Sims. I, I would have a house that a dinosaur could have fun in. That's the size and yeah, scale up, of the house. Hold I'm up, on. hold up, hold on. A house that a dinosaur can fit in and have fun in are two different things, both. Because you said have you said fun in. Okay. So do you have a house with like a lot of goats? Dinosaurs love goats, as we've learned from these movies.
1: What I meant by have fun in is a place where a dinosaur can run around, not feel trapped in a small space. Because well, dinosaurs aren't meant to be trapped. Are you They're sure supposed to roam
0: free? Are you sure all dinosaurs want to run around? What about a brachiosaurus or a triceratops?
1: That's the thing. If it's big enough, they could also just hang out in a space. That's up to them. I'm
0: all about free range dinosaurs. All Did right? they not save any long necks? The Brachiosauruses. I believe was that was
1: such a sad moment. I, I like really that moment. felt that. I, I really felt that, that when they were when they were leaving the island and there was that one Brachiosaurus just encompassed in smoke.
0: And then one. it just and then and shout it falls. To, shout to I believe it's Giacchino. I keep saying it's Giacchino. Let me just double check. I believe it's it's. Uh, I felt it. Yeah, Michael Giacchino, wonderful music in that scene. I and felt it. F- Shouts to Oscar Farah for the who shot this film. Very nice scene. Um, I will say, as wonderful as that moment is, you also have something that that just irks me about that scene. What? So, uh, and before I forget the cast in it I think the cast is a very good job I th- I just think the script is 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 trying to get so to, to a point and so is just jumping over everything hoop and going through hoops to get to it so Bryce Styles Howard uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Justice Smith is it Justice Smith yeah the, the dude from direct uh, detective Pikachu he's wonderful uh, they're they're in this car and they're like all right let's go on this boat Everyone else is on the boat. The boat is leaving. But let's try to get on this boat that's leaving. And for some reason, the back door of the boat is open, even though everyone's on this boat already. But okay. And then so they drive off to get onto it. They land on the boat. And no one goes, whoa, a car just landed in the boat. Where did you come from? Or no one went, oh, oh, did we leave someone? Who are you? No, they just somehow jump. They don't even sneak. They jump onto the boat. And no one questions it. And then as the boat drives off, no one closes the door. Which allows for the cool shot, but like...
1: Again, it very much reminded me of Uncharted. In this case, Uncharted 3, where you're on the plane, and then the the plane's open, and you gotta climb it as it's going through the sky.
0: But didn't like... Someone chose to open the door in the plane in charter, right? It's been a while since I played that game. Uh, it was exploded. Okay. So there's a reasoning for the door to be open. Why is the door to this boat open?
1: This just feels like a nitpick. Um, you could just say, oh, the boat I, couldn't close the door until there was enough space for it to do so.
0: It is a nitpick about the reality of, of the scene, the reality of this world. Because when they're in the boat and they have that scene where they're like uh, taking the blood from the dinosaur, right? They're loud as fuck. And a dude, co- a dude passes by, notices the door is open and closes it. So there are people nearby. And they are screaming. There's banging. Bryce Dallas Howard jumps on the roof of the truck and yells at Chris Pratt. And no one notices this? They're- are you forgetting There's
1: dinosaurs on this boat. Yes. Even if they're all like tranked or whatever, they are going to move around and cause a
0: ruckus. Uh, But Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are yelling as if they're not hiding. And so I lose lose the, the tension of the scene because they don't give a fuck about being quiet. There's no more sneaking around. If they're trying to be quiet, that's a second that's another layer to, to the madness that is going on.
1: This movie felt like it was just following video game logic, and I was there with it, where in terms of stuff like that, they were in the hidden space already. So they were already out of sight of the thing, of the people. And the dinosaur was moving around, causing a ruckus by itself. So whatever extra noise, if it's muffled by whatever they're in, they can't hear it as speech. They hear it as like groans
0: from dinosaurs. But video games can do that because they have to manipulate the reality to fit the gameplay element. So it's not too frustrating for the player. The groans of the dinosaurs. The dinosaur is fucking loud. It wasn't just. Groan, it was like banging around and chomping that shit. Yes. And that covers their speech they are really fucking loud and a dude was nearby a dude was they nearby were still he saw in a steel
1: door. they were in a steel tanker i don't know how how is this breaking your have okay have you ever been in a steel tanker no that only has one way out and one, like, i said no already it muffles the shit out of your speech but to even the point when where they the would truck, only hear it as like when
0: even when they're outside the, which truck, is dinosaur sounds. Are they, dinosaur sounds. Those are dinosaurs. Even when they're outside the truck, they're yelling. Again, there's a lot of loud noises around. A dude was walking there's by and closed dinosaurs. the door.
1: <laughs> This I, this feels like a ridiculous. I'm I'm not I, with you on this.
0: I one. found this movie jumped through so many hoops and ignored. A lot of basic logic to get to where it wants. I I you know what you could say that
1: in the grand scheme of things. Definitely not about that scene. I was so annoyed. Definitely not.
0: I was so annoyed over that scene.
1: That that definitely feels like one of those fucking cinema sins, dings. Which no,
0: no. (laughs) Also (laughs) fuck Owen. And this isn't against Chris Pratt, who I think does fine in the role, but he's such an asshole in this movie. I mean, he-, he was an asshole in the first movie. If anything, I think he's slightly less of an asshole in this one. Because he doesn't say anything in this movie, but he has that one line. Where did I I I wrote it down? When she goes to tell him to be careful, and he goes, Remember, you're the one who brought me here. And these two kiss at the end. What?
1: again that just feels like it matches with his like bullshit like male bravado that carried over from the first movie except there was a lot less in this one why which I'm you, all here why? for
0: why is this the main role though
1: you know what let's put it this way the one of the main reasons why i like this movie more than the previous one is because the characters were less i hated i hated the characters so much in the first one the fact there that nothing. there's less of them in this They're one, nothing.
0: I like this more. But wh- People just watch this for the dinosaurs then, huh? Why not? You
1: literally said in the previous movie for Infinity War, which was mostly spectacle, that's like you go for the epic moments. Yeah, but there's a build to the moments.
0: Whoa, there was a yelling in my house. Did you hear that? No. Someone shouted something. I don't know what they said. Do not know what they said. So okay. There's there's a bit not set up with
1: character development, but they do set up the set pieces pretty well in terms of like setting up stakes of like what's around what the things that might get in their way are, and stuff like that.
0: Give me an example.
1: Okay. So, when they're escaping the dinos- the big special dinosaur this time in the uh, atrium where all the dinosaur bones and stuff are.
0: Oh, in the, in the inclusion?
1: <laughs> yes, in the inclusion. They turn off the lights. Yes. And they're like, we need this off so that the thing can't see us. So, that sets up its own piece that they go about, they're sneaking which when the other people turn it back on, you know why it's a problem. Okay. There's many moments like that in this movie.
0: They do that in all the other Jurassic movies.
1: Yes, which okay. I, which works, except this time there's no pesky human bullshit in my way.
0: Put some respect on the names of Lordern. Sam Jackson, Wayne Knight, and all the other people in the first Jurassic Park.
1: Well, I'm more comparing
0: this to Jurassic World than Jurassic Park. Put some respect on Judy Greer's name. Judy Greer, one of the national What did she do in that movie? She's like, okay, I'm going to give
1: you to your aunt and then I'm going to take you from your aunt. Quite a performance there. (laughs)
0: I'd argue that's more the script than the performance. Again, put some respect on the name Judy Greer and the dude who's Dave Wallace in the office, a name I always forget. I'd argue that's more of the character, the way it's written than Judy Greer. And I don't like that you disrespect Judy Greer. I, I... I just... This movie's so empty. It's so empty. And like the villains, the l- villains aren't even fun. Danafio was playing it, hamming it up, going to the max in Jurassic World. And in this one, they're just like, I'm evil. I'm evil. <laughs> I-,
1: I like the dude that's like, I'm here for the foundation. But you know what? I I'm I'm a jaded man now. I'm not an idealist. I need to make money. Okay, speaking of which, speaking, of which, Mills,
0: yes. speaking of which
1: speaking of which, the one thing that did kind of take me out of the experience, they have these dinosaurs, beings that have been extinct for meant for eras. They're selling them for four million dollars each.
0: <laughs> what if I call only the four million? <laughs> It depends. So, my, my question I thought you would go what I was questioning. All right. How long has this black market for dinosaurs been going on? How often can they steal dinosaurs from this island and sell Which them? is
1: why it's ridiculous that it's so small in terms of money. Yeah. Like, only four million. Bro, you could go to the museum and be like, I want that painting. And they'll be like, four million. <laughs> People I think din- respect the okay okay controversial take incoming I th- I think dinosaurs might be worth more
0: than a recovered Basquiat painting I like that you said I'm nitpicking when I'm questioning you know the reality of the scene and 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 the piece I'm
1: not saying this made me hate the movie I just found this funny okay because there was also the moment <laughs> There was the moment when uh, they were like showcasing the uh, the new dinosaur, and then people were like started bidding on it. And then I think one of the guys says
0: twenty five millions. Did he add an S. Was it millions? He did. He that's added an they, S. That's when they bring out the the prototype for the first time, right?
1: Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I put twenty five
0: millions. <laughs> hey there are 25 millions yes I think he's just fixing the English language which <laughs> is broken and we need to fix
1: that that just that just brought joy because th- this part of this again does feel like when you have lines like that and some of the out there plot points like Maisie being a clone of herself it really felt like a 10 year old right
0: Oh, no. Oh, no, they froze. Okay, we're going to take a break uh, and try to figure out what happened there. And while we take this break, here's an ad read. Hey there, intrepid listener slash viewer slash
1: enjoyer of the Billion Dollar Movie Club podcast. Do you know quarters? Quarters? What are quarters? Quarters are one-fourth of a dollar. Wow, that is like, by U.S. currency and probably by other currencies. Quarter is a fourth of something. That's what that means. Yes.
0: Wow. So these these money items
1: do they yes. have like fun things on them? Sometimes you could get a quarter that doesn't have a b- eagle bird on it, but rather a state thingy on it. My God. Like maybe one of these. Yeah, you could also get booklets of said thing that includes places to put your states
0: inside the thing. That's incredible. Puan, the state quarter series. What part of no don't you understand? That might be a handy summary of the treatment of many years of requests by collectors for new designs on the circulating coins of the United States. By law, the treasury secretary has the authority to change the design on any coin that has been used for 25 years. That's the law. In practice, the the Treasury Secretary can't move a little finger without congressional approval. It was in this environment in the mid-1990s that the concept of a series of 50 state quarters were introduced. It received remarkably favorable treatment in Congress. In fact, the Congress said, yes. And this
1: is how our U.S. constitutional government works to get us some special quarters. This is what they're made to do. This is their only job. Quarters.
0: Thank you, quarters.
1: <laughs> now back to the
0: episode. And we're back. Wow. I love quarters. Just like how Poan loves this movie, I guess.
1: I love you're in the it so middle much. of a of something until we had some problems. what? Would we so when this movie has lines like twenty five millions and quotes like not quotes, but plot points like Maisie is a clone of herself for no other reason than it can do that. It really feels like a 10-year-old just throwing things at the wall, and I love it. And it also has that, like, young person uh, mind frame when it comes to how much things are worth because they're like, 4 million, that's a lot of doll.
0: (laughs) Speaking of a 10-year-old throwing ideas at the screen, uh, Jay ba- Bayona takes over directing from Colin Trevorrow, who did the previous one, right? Right. Uh, Trevorrow did co-write this with Derek Connolly. They do a lot of their movies together. Derek Connolly also has a screenplay by credit on Monster Trucks, which was conceived by like a ten-year-old. Again, it it shines
1: through, and I'm here for it. Listen, if you want to make a big spectacle movie like this that appeals to all audiences, go young. Just go, like, have the fun mindset of a child. Be like, I want explosion here, and it's going to be this big,
0: and it's like Mm. pew, pew, pew. But in that regard, I have two things. One, make less than the first Jurassic World. I mean, sure,
1: because it falls into the same camp of you know the star wars in terms of everyone was hype when the first one came back around but now that you're setting it up as a sequential thing the hype has died dies down a little bit
0: so why is it that mcu can do it
1: they didn't do that for their side movies until like phase three what do you mean phase two like they didn't two the, made
0: uh, more than one. Iron Man three made more than one and two. Thor two more made more than one. Thor three made more than both of them, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Avengers two sure went down, but then Infinity War made more than the first two, and Endgame made more than all three. So what? Okay, what's, fine. They, what, they
1: weren't ready for it. They no,
0: no, no, weren't but ready. Serious. What? What do you what? What allows that franchise to grow when even like Fast and Furious has hit its high point? Seven was the highest grossing. Eight made incredible money worldwide, but domestically went down. And sure, there's a pandemic, but even without the pandemic, I think nine would have been would be lower than eight. So what what is different? And I noticed in this one right? We're watching this movie. I'm like this is a dark movie not even like tone or subject matter just like the colors it's at night and in the previous movies you're outside it's in the broad daylight you get to see all these dinosaurs even just like the grass is this wonderful bright green and this is just so dour and and okay it's not even I didn't find this one as fun there were Jurassic thribles.
1: Park was definitely a lot brighter than world world felt a little like too desaturated for me.
0: I found in the
1: morning, like the color palette of this and that are pretty much the same. It feels like I
0: okay. Yes, maybe th- they don't maybe really use just...
1: skyboxes in this one.
0: Maybe this one just has more night sequences.
1: They're not outside as much in this one, yeah. sure, but the color palette feels the same.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Um, I I do want to talk about the opening. The, the cold open right which is literally just there to set up that the water dinosaurs out <laughs> oh
1: yeah they didn't really even touch on that afterwards
0: no it at the very end you see it eat people that's it that yo i was i was cackling
1: to myself in that scene where they were like the dinosaurs are all free and then there was the surfers and then the it comes out from the waves i was I was enjoying myself a little
0: too much at that. It was it was so fun. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Cuz this movie begins and I'm saying there and I'm trying to do a little recap for myself like what happens in Jurassic World and I realize I don't remember most of it. Does Jurassic World open with a, like a dinosaur attack or is it like a yes. tease? Yes. The full on attack. Yes. Okay, cuz I remember park has the tease and not full on attack. Okay, interesting. So now that affects it. Because I do think this movie is more right off the bat, full on action. Which I also really
1: enjoyed the way they had that false sense of security in that first oh. attack,
0: and then it just comes up, it's just numb. <laughs> That's, I told that he was gonna fall and drop, but no, it fucking jumps and snaps him. <laughs> but I'm gonna say, the scariest thing in this movie is not the dinosaurs, but ladders.
1: I I genuinely love how the people that were on the plane in that moment were just like, well, I guess he's gone. Let's
0: move on. (laughs) But hold on. There are two ladders in this movie that are very evil. They toss him down the ladder as they fly on the helicopter. He grabs on, starts climbing, and then the dinosaur chomps on it and tries to yank them down. That's one. Number two, later on in the movie, Justice Smith and Bryce Dallas Howard are climbing up a ladder, and then it falls down and drops Justice Smith. (laughs) Ladders are evil. That's the other thing. I I really did enjoy the inclusion
1: of, like, uh, both Justice Smith's character and Zia. I I I very much enjoyed them. Like, yo, dinosaur blood transfusion. I wouldn't have thought of that. And I'm so happy someone else did because it's cool to see it.
0: But that's not the character. That's just an idea for the script.
1: Sure. But like the character ends up facilitating that. They, okay. I, I don't see in this movie, I see the characters more as what they're doing.
0: Which is so empty to me. Not every and movie I, needs I enjoy, internal life. This enjoy- is all
1: about external threats, Miss Simpson but you
0: can have both.
1: I like this movie better than the previous one because there's no stupid internal life that's really bad. Because the first one it was really bad.
0: But I like I like how batshit crazy the first one gets. There's a fucking invisible dinosaur. An invisible dinosaur and then a T-Rex is in by like a whale dinosaur there's a dinosaur blood transfusion.
1: I'm surprised that's what's (laughs) amazing you. Because it's something I wouldn't have thought of. And like, I'm like, damn, they went there. They did that.
0: It's such a minor thing. There's like a reverse nitpick. It's like nitpicking something that you enjoyed in it. Okay, so...
1: We talked for a bit in the episode that never aired that sometimes the most unique moments are the ones that end up being the smallest. Wait, I have a question. Which episode was that? War of the Worlds, where we talked about how the basement and like how that being the
0: third act was like a really cool thing. But there was so this was episode zero. It was kind of our pilot for the listeners. But that was driven by the characters and the moment and their relationships and and the sense of security they had within the small space then being invaded.
1: This one, Blue was invaded.
0: What the fuck is Blue? You don't remember Blue? I do. But they're like, Blue is the second most intelligent creature on the planet, maybe. How? Because empathy. No other animal empathizes with anyone else. Because no other animal. No other animal.
1: No. In Jurassic World, no other animal has empathy that to that level. All right.
0: And I'm Blue here for that. Sucks. Blue fucking sucks and is randomly like randomly stronger than everything else come on come Blue randomly on. is able to kill stuff
1: yeah and you know what uh, what amazing sheer will because blue's got that instinct blue knows what's up blue learns and grows
0: Yes. Now, either seriously or jokingly, I accept either. Please explain to me how blue grows. Okay. Okay.
1: So at the beginning, we have the trust between Blue and Chris. We're we talking about the beginning of of the Jurassic worlds or this Jurassic world in this one specifically, but then the trust gets violated. So Blue's gotta figure out closely what what is there for me to do and blue realizes that even though there may be people to help me I need to be able to fend for myself as well
0: did blue ever lose trust in chris pratt for a split second there yes when
1: uh okay I would say that there was no moment to prove it, but it was there.
0: (laughs) That's such a fascinating defense for any piece of art you can make.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's the only logic that could be there for the character development in Marvel movies because everything happens off screen. So you can't
0: prove it. What happens there? What happens off screen? Other than like Wanda and Vision, which we go through every week when we get to an MCU movie.
1: It feels like every time Tony ends up going, Tony shows inklings of getting better. And then at the beginning of the next movie, he's like, I'm back where I was.
0: There's they don't we'll explain the what game. happens we'll in the interim game. We'll get to some end game. Um, how about the fact that, you know, you could get better from PTSD, but it could still affect you and come back later on. And paranoia can come back. No.
1: You know what? No, I'm calling bullshit on that. They just didn't know what to do with Tony after Iron Man 3. So they just pretended that movie didn't happen. You're telling me that they really thought through what happened in Ultron for each of the characters with where they came from and where they were going.
0: Oh, hold up. Now I can remember Ultron. So much bullshit happens in Ultron. (laughs) Because we all know Ultron was the setup movie, right?
1: Also, like, uh, Hulk and Black Widow. Where
0: did that come from? Yeah, we call that out every week when we get to those movies. It was, there's, it's, well, they first meet. She's the one who goes to recruit him. And she's a little softer than the rest <laughs> of them. Bless you. She's softer than all the other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And so that empathy that we mention is there. And then later on, when he's about to turn, she's like, hey, Hulk, don't turn. Don't turn. And then there's
1: also the stuff with, like, Rhodey, that who keeps showing up. And he's not out. a character. And that's the thing. In this movie, there are no characters. There no are one cares events. About Rhodey.
0: No one cares about Rhodey.
1: In this movie, yeah. there are no characters, there are events. So and I'm so, here for
0: the events. So Rhodey not being a character is a con for the MCU, but the lack of any characters in this movie is a plus for this movie. Because this movie
1: isn't built on characters, it's built on crazy idea events, which I'm here
0: for. But there's nothing piecing them together. I wouldn't, mind, fine. I wouldn't mind a collection of short films about dinosaurs attacking. But then you won't make money off of that. Why?
1: Okay. What was the last anthology film that made a billion dollars?
0: What was the last anthology film made? Movie 43?
1: I, I don't think people are here for anthology films like that.
0: Why not? Why can't we try anthology TV shows? Have had a resurgence in the last decade. You would think someone would try an anthology movie. You know how Hollywood is; they're not, they're not ready for it. They're not ready. (laughs) It's just because, like Chris Pratt is on all the posters of these movies, right? And first off, Bryce Dallas Howard is the closest any character gets to. an arc in these movies she's a protagonist i'm sorry we don't need chris pratt second at least he's like charming in the guardians movies or even his like his naivete and the lego movies are adore is adorable but here it's just you you have this asshole you're supposed
1: to root for yeah that was there in the first movie too except in this yeah. one it's less it's a problem in both of them again i don't I like this, but you get spectacles. less of it here and you're angry that you get but less still, of the asshole. Is that what still, I'm hearing?
0: I don't think it was less. There are fewer instances of the same amount of assholeness, Which and- makes it better. Does it? Does it?
1: If it takes up less of the actual runtime and it is not it,
0: as prevalent, it, how is that not better? its presence there still bothers me yes if there were 5 bugs in if there are 5 flies in my room i'm pissed off if there's only one left i'm still pissed off
1: i don't i don't think that's the same thing
0: all right but yeah i don't need chris pratt in this movie cuz he does nothing and he's on all the posters like why because he's a big name bigger than Bryce Dallas Howard. He wasn't when they cast him in this movie. They wasn't he wasn't when they were first promoting Jurassic World. Guardians came out 2014 in August. That would have been around when Jurassic World's promo probably I started. I think that was when they were really
1: pushing him as a big star in that moment. So well, they were could, banking on him growing bigger and bigger.
0: Why can't we bank on Bryce Dallas Howard?
1: Because that's not how it works. You know Okay, ideally? Sure. But nah, that's
0: not what was happening. Also, I, I feel like they take any opportunity they can to make Claire the, the butt of the joke. How? Oh. Um, her, when she goes to jump on the dinosaur, she, they have like it's like, oh, you're gonna have to jump on the dinosaur, and then she does. She's like, uh, not, not too, too rough, and, and they, and like, I don't know. They make her like look the idiot when, when they wake up and her hands like on his chest, and he looks at her like, oh yeah, she wants it. Like, okay. and then like, whenever they're like, oh, you don't know how to handle dinosaurs and do action because you're, you're a boss lady. I'm like, oh, that's, I don't like that
1: again that that just feels very surface level as opposed to say again what happened in age of ultron where oops black widow lady falls and tits in i don't like Bruce that either. We, bo-
0: we both called that out as well
1: oh. i'm fine with a handful okay falls happening and then you are in a like uncomfortable situation. I get and I'm fine with as long as it's also not heavily sexualized, which you don't get in this one. She's always the weaker one of the
0: two. And why is she? Why does she have to be the weaker one of the two? If you're throwing out rules, right? Why can't she get badass moments? If characters don't mean anything to this movie, right? Why can't she save the day? Why does the little girl always hug Chris Pratt and not Bryce Dallas Howard? She never met Chris Pratt except for like a video. She she saw Bryce Dallas Howard in in person that when Bryce first comes to the mansion.
1: Yeah, and who was Bryce talking to in that moment? And who was she making I don't a remember. deal with?
0: I generally do not remember.
1: She was making a deal with the person who literally locked her in a room
0: was she always um afraid of him because she wanted to talk to him in the beginning yeah remember? about the dinosaurs
1: and like what's happening with the dinosaurs
0: was that what she want- I don't remember what why she that's what to- she
1: was asking about and then she finds I- out oh he's doing something evil with the dinosaurs
0: yeah. I shouldn't trust him yeah that's a that's something she realizes is the mid movie
1: yeah and that's before she reunites she meets up with Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt again. And at this point, she knows that Bryce Dallas Howard has worked with the man who kidnapped dinosaurs. The
0: and all she
1: knows of Chris Pratt is the video where she, he was nice to blue. If you want to go into that, no. it the totally film does not. Pre-
0: the film does not present that at all. Yes, it does. No, it isn't. The film doesn't have a second when she's like cowering away from Bryce Dallas Howard.
1: That's literally the moment where she decides to hug Chris Pratt and be like, I trust you instead of her.
0: Yes. I think you're adding you're adding an explanation built off of evidence. I appreciate the evidence, but you're, you're pulling this out of your ass to explain her hugging Chris Pratt. Because it'd be one moment if like Bryce Dallas Howard offered to hug her and she's like, no, and then runs to Chris Pratt. But no, she just runs to Chris Pratt like twice in the movie. I think it makes sense. It it fits with her
1: character in those moments.
0: What what is her character? A plucky kid. A plucky kid. Ted Levine is in this, uh, best known as Buffalo Bill in uh, *Sons of the Lambs*. He's in *Monk*. You know, Ted Levine was in *Monk*. Um, he's in this. He is all right with what he's given. Which one was he? He's he's the dude who collects the teeth. Who's like, oh. I'm evil. And that's his thing in the entire movie. I thought he was fun. Yeah. He's fine with what he's given. He, he was he uh, was fun. He was cartoonishly
1: evil in a way that was fun.
0: But I didn't it's not as over the top as D'Onofrio was.
1: I I Don't remember him being that much like more villain than Uh, that much more campy as you are
0: portraying. Shoutouts to James Cromwell? I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We would know James Cromwell uh, from his recent appearances on Succession. He's Logan's brother in Succession. He's in a number of films. He's in Spider-Man 3. Do we remember him in Spider-Man 3? Who was he? Like the character name. I'm looking up. Oh, we have two Spider-Man 3 alums in this then. Because Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, yeah. I I was thinking, was Bryce Dallas Howard in uh, Grinch? How the Grinch Stole Christmas? That sounds familiar. But
1: I don't know. Like I can't tell you who she was she would have been
0: well it would've been like a baby <clears throat> bless you baby Bryce Dallas Howard and that means she didn't be, be in two of our bonus episodes um, James Cromwell Captain George Stacy he was uh, her dad in that movie ah uh, yes he's fine he's solid in this movie uh, i was uh, i was unaware of a lot of stuff for this actor let me find uh, their name Geraldine Chaplin plays Iris. Iris is the housekeeper slash nanny, right? Sure. I sure. did I was unaware. She's the daughter of Charlie Chaplin. Hmm. And she herself has an illustrious film career, including like Dr. Zhivago, Nashville. The movie Chaplin itself. And then she's in all of J.A. Bayona's uh, movies. Have you seen any of J.A. Bayona's other movies?
1: No, I didn't know he had a, his own big history.
0: I was unaware that, that these are the ones he directed. Um, his two movies before this were A Monster Calls and The Impossible. And I'm not familiar with what The Orphanage is. That, oh, that's, that's, that's
1: a horror movie, I think.
0: Yes, yes. But yeah, qu- quite the pedigree. Uh, and I think he does a great job. My favorite scene in this movie is one of my favorite scenes we've had in the podcast, actually. And I think if I cared about the characters, it'd be really great. But um, there's that awesome scene. Volcano finally erupts. And then the uh, it's Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and uh, Justice Smith. And they find the, this gyrosphere that I was seen out from the first one. And then so Bryce and Justice get in this sphere and it falls down the cliff. And they're trying to break out of the sphere. And it appears to be like... this. I don't know if it actually is or it's just uh, movie magic, but it appears to be like this one shot of them and it spins around the sphere as they try to figure out how to break out and the Chris Pratt comes in and out. I just thought that's a really well executed scene and great tension, just basic like, you know, trying to get out of water so you don't drown. (laughs) I really enjoyed that scene. That was my highlight of this movie.
1: There you there was one moment that was pretty badass from Bryce Dallas Howard. What? Where she utilizes the gun for the dinosaur. But she just shoots it a bunch, right?
0: Nah. She sicks it on Chris Pratt. And I didn't I didn't understand the point of that. That's why I forgot about this point. Can you explain to you what was the point in that? So it moves forward.
1: So the thing was that the dinosaur, when it was stepping on the glass, it was breaking through.
0: So the whole point was to try to get the dinosaur to just ram directly so that it would fall down. I appreciate that more now. I did not get that in the moment, but I appreciate that. Again, set up payoff for the set
1: pieces. And also, I feel like you're, you're saying there's no character to Maisie. No character to Maisie?
0: Yeah. She's just a cute kid. She's just just a... If we're ranking the kids in the Jurassic movies we've seen, she's first or second. It's a conversation between her and the two kids from Park. But that doesn't mean much when we both hated the kids in the world so much.
1: Yeah. Uh, this really feels like more her movie than the
0: other t- characters. Who who's the her you're speaking of? Maisie's. Sure. There is more. Which is why she gets to
1: press the button at the end. But why?
0: What do you mean why? But wh- so so the the whole question of this movie, right? The question okay. this movie's presenting is. Do dinosaurs, should we kill them or do they have a right to live among the humans? And Bryce Dallas Howard is like, yeah, they should live. And by the end, she's like, no, they're horrible. We can't control them. We had to kill them. And then the kid comes and presses the button and releases them. Why? What does that do with the initial question? Well, okay.
1: The question is slightly more nuanced, slightly different than that, in that this is more about well, we brought them in and they're not like natural, quote unquote, or whatever. So should they continue to exist outside of this space that we have for them and be part of the overall world? So In that sort of thing, Maisie is also something that, quote-unquote, was just human-engineered. Sure. And by extension, she's like, this question also pertains to me, so I want to be free.
0: Okay. Okay, that works. That makes sense. It really... if this isn't evident enough in the podcast, when you don't like a movie, you're not there for any of its bullshit. So. Yeah, maybe I was just unreceptive to anything by the end, but that that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. There's one moment I really fucking love. Which one? When Bryce Dallas Howard and Justice Smith are climbing up when this like dinosaur comes in in in. Tries to attack them in the lab.
1: Also, the, the, the way the setup of that scene, amazing. I love how there's like the lava, the line of lava as like a bit of a space between them. It creates that oh. line and then the thing's trying to push through and there's like the moments where they got to go around. It's, it's, I like
0: it. I, I, I forgot like about it. the lava element of that, but that's sure. Um, they can't reach the ladder. <laughs> And Bryce Dallas Howard turns her head and shouts, which, which with arguably the most acting ever seen in any movie, she shouts, chair, and points at the chair.
1: Okay. I love that moment. Now, since, since that's what you love, I really need you to go see Venom. I need you to see Venom. <laughs>
0: I was sold on Venom. I'm just not dying to see it.
1: I will no, see no, no. it by the time Venom 2 comes me, out. Trust me. If
0: you really love that, you need to see that. I'll see it by the time Venom 2 <laughs> comes out. All right. I can't let there be Carnage if I don't have the Venom in the first place. Because there there is very much a similar moment which is like sold perfectly in that movie too. I'm very sad. I was looking it up to see if anyone else mentions that line and there's no like screen cap of her saying chair. And I think that's just a, a wonderful moment. Oh, that's funny! Funny, funny. All right,
1: I I think uh, that ends our discussion.
0: Yeah, uh, Jeff Goldblum—he's in this movie.
1: He he raises the question, the important question, which is the uh, overall.
0: I'd I'd say that's the core of the movie in a sense. Sure. I, I I will say again, although I didn't enjoy this movie as a whole obviously elements i enjoyed including those involving a chair and or a ladder uh i i'm i like where the this franchise is for future installments i think this is we'll see what what dominion does um but this feels like it's their age of ultron just lots of setup lots of setup Let's let's get the pieces in line. We don't care how we get those pieces in line, but the pieces are there now. And let's see if they can build off that and, and and make something uh great. I don't know. I feel like that's underselling it.
1: Because I feel like this does this doesn't just throw things around in terms of like terrible ideas. It's good
0: ideas. <laughs> but they're just ideas and not they're not fully fleshed out yet. Ultron had a bunch of ideas that weren't fleshed out because there were 9 million. Somehow, even when you have like a two and a half hour movie, you can't fit 9 million ideas in it. And so and so in I phase don't three, think, we saw that fleshed out a bit the, more.
1: You know, now that I'm talking through it, I don't think it's as all over the place as that. Like how oh, I no, just I think explained so with the Maisie connection of how it ties into the main question and stuff like that. I think this is actually a little bit
0: more focused than something oh. like Age of Ultron. I, I, this is a comparison. It's not a, a, an exact replica. I do think this is a tighter movie than, than Ultron. And But I do think the point of this movie was to set up dinosaurs are now in the world. Right? That was the goal of this movie. I guess. And now yeah. you have a lot of more avenues to explore. And that's not a bad thing to have. At least there's a plan for the franchise. all i'll say that's all i'll say that was our conversation on jurassic world fallen kingdom a nice arousing conversation i think yes the highs and lows for both of us roller coasters of emotions uh but not no film is perfect no no film is perfect and, uh, no matter you know, how, no matter how much BD Wong, shouts to BD Wong. We're gonna talk about him a lot. He he has fun in this movie. No 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 mess of BD Wong messing around with the DNA of stuff. We'll make a movie perfect.
1: Oh yeah, speaking of which, I really like the idea that they were like, we need we need uh, Blue's blood to you know be able to. Like teach the other dinosaurs how to be obedient, and then she's like, "Uh, "Oh yeah, it's mixed with Tyrannosaurus Rex blood now." So the blood transfusion comes back. Did you forget about that? The blood transfusion. That's why he needed the blood.
0: Yeah, that's why he (laughs) needs. Again, the two Jurassic World movies are two of the dumbest movies I've ever seen.
1: So she was like, it's, Not a, complete it's a petri insult. dish in there. So good luck getting
0: the punchy <laughs> I appreciate these movies just going full out crazy. Do I enjoy them? That's a different question. But I appreciate the balls out craziness of these movies. Wow. Yeah, because the main
1: problem they were having with the prototype was that it wasn't like controllable yet. So they're like, it needs the mother blue to control. That's why they needed blue, which again ties back into the whether Was or not that we why they keep need- them caged and obedient. It all ties together, Masinson. Well, Put respect on fallen kingdom.
0: I just said I liked it better than Ultron. <laughs> is that not enough? Are you not entertained?
1: So let's let's go into some tweaks. Some yeah. uh, yeah. some cranks that we'd uh, chink out. Some hinges that we'd oil up, who do you, if who, you will.
0: Who's, who's starting this week? Uh, I think you could start. All right, cool, cool. All right, starting off. Uh, uh who's who's the actor? Uh, Ted Levine, right? Mm-hmm. He shoots blue. Blue's tranquilized. Like, oh no, blue's And Chris Pratt's like, no, what are you doing? Don't shoot blue. Ted Levine shoots. Chris Pratt. However, shoots him the heart, thus killing Owen. Owen no longer in this franchise. Because there needs to be a weight to these movies. You have to know that the characters we're supposed to care about can die. I will say, these movies pull off uh, characters you hate getting eaten by dinosaurs very well. It's always victorious and a, a fun moment. But you need to know that the main characters can die. So Owen's killed by a tranquilizing dart. All right. Next up, they're in the auction. They're auctioning off the dinosaurs. 25 and, millions. Yes, 25 <laughs> millions. And as mentioned earlier, not too many returning characters from the first Jurassic World. You know, like Lauren Lapkus and Jake Johnson aren't back. D'Onofrio is not. Did they kill D'Onofrio at the end of Jurassic Park? I forget. Anyways, uh, so we have Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are back. I think we need an, the star, the true star of Jurassic World, back in the auction scene. So in the auction scene, countries are auction- are, are bidding on dinosaurs. And out of here. What did I
1: say? You said countries are bidding.
0: Aren't they all from different countries? Yeah, but they're not representative of countries. <laughs> well, we're <fine>. it's, just, <laughs>
1: it's just billionaires from
0: all around the world that want dinosaurs. I thought they were representing the countries. No. I misunderstood. <laughs> it turns out I misunderstood a lot of this. Um, Albino, of nowhere, you hear, you see a hand shout out a number of money. It's Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon's back auctioning for dinosaurs, and the dude next him's like, "Man, what are you doing in the auction?" And Fallon's like, "What? I want a dinosaur for a sketch." That's 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 another addition. Fallon's back in this movie. Next up, the, the prototype comes out. Prototype, of a very scary dinosaur not the scariest dinosaur that it could ever be you know you could always make the dinosaur scarier. How do we make this dinosaur scarier? Wow as it has his, his, his dinosaur hands and when it opens its hands like this kind of like throws them down a ladder pops out. <laughs> it's a ladder dinosaur. the scariest of dinosaurs. <laughs> and uh, another fix at the auction they're mine. They're buying dinosaurs. This time, it's a silent auction. No one's actually saying the amount after Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon messed everything up. So from there, it becomes a silent auction. Everyone's raising their hands. That's not how silent auctions work. (laughs) Turns out. Do you not know how silent auctions work? All right. I apologize. Maybe it's not a silent auction, but it's an auction that is silent.
1: I'm referencing
0: something else. I'm referencing something else. Sure, sure. But now I'm just asking. Do you but know I what a silent auction, auction is? That's when they write the amount and then put it in the box and then. Okay. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But I'm thinking of a scene from a film. All right. So so um, the villain has a little assistant man. We didn't mention uh, Rafe Spall is the villain. He has an assistant man played by Toby Jones. It's like the little he's running the auction. Toby Jones, a great actor. Uh, I I I enjoyed him very much in. The Captain America movies. I didn't realize he's Adobe the House Elf in the Harry Potter movies. That's cool. He, as great as he is, he's being replaced in this movie. He's being replaced by one of the great American treasures we have. Yes. Not Judy Greer, a different American treasure, Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford, known for Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I, I first became aware of him with Transparent. West Wing, he's in. Bradley, I think he's in West Wing. I may be wrong about that. Bradley Whitford. Ran an auction in another great piece of cinema in the 21st century. Yes, get out. These countries aren't bidding to own dinosaurs. They're bidding to put their, bla- their brains inside the dinosaurs. Because that's what Bradley Whitford does. Bradley Whitford places people's brains in dinosaurs. And that's what this auction for. Now, post credit scene. Am I correct that the only post-credit scene was like the pterodactyls? Yes, yes, pterodactyls flying around. Okay. So new post-credit scene. Bryce because Chris Pratt's dead. Remember, I killed Chris Pratt. Yes. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard still has uh is it Macy? Yeah, Maisie. She styles, she styles Maisie. And she's like, I don't know if I can raise this child. I don't know if I can raise a child. And Maisie's like, I have a solution. So they drive back to the mansion. And they find blue there. Blue's still there. And Bradley Whitford's tools are still there. And they put Maisie's brain inside of blue. And now Bryce Styles, Howard, and Blue are going to team up for the future movies. There we go. I think I made this movie better. Okay. Yeah. That, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Pawn, how do you think you can improve this movie?
1: Okay. So we talked about how ridiculous it was that Maisie is a clone of herself and stuff like that.
0: Sure, sure, sure.
1: And, you know, they say that there's, there's the rule of three with movies where, like, you got to, like, set it up and then, like, have the reaffirmation and then the big one. And we also talked about how it's weird that the huge set piece is in the middle of the movie. So we, ha- we
0: know going into this movie, Hook, you can clone dinosaurs. Can you finish that thought? You said we talked about how weird it is that the set piece is in the middle of the movie. Yes. Oh, just
1: how weird they are in the middle. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm getting somewhere. I'm going somewhere with this. So we, ha- we started with like, yes, we know going into this movie, they've cloned dinosaurs. And then in the middle of this movie, we know, yes, they can clone humans. But then once our villain of the movie realizes that he's failed, he's like, I got one more Hail Mary in me. He presses a button. He has cloned the volcano.
0: (laughs) That's it. That's it for the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) It's been 35 weeks. We were so close to the end, but we had to end there.
1: So now wow. you have you have the uh, the uh, setup of what the ending of this movie currently is, but you heightened it by also bringing back the huge set piece from earlier and combining the two,
0: where bringing is, it to this
1: new apex.
0: Where is the second volcano?
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the house it's it splits apart. My God. And then from inside comes up a volcano <laughs> from the fourth sub-basement. <laughs> How
0: big is the sub-basement? How big is the fourth sub-basement? Is it as big as one, two, and three combined?
1: It's, it's big enough to fit the entire volcano in it wow. underneath the third sub-basement. Wow. <laughs> But the thing is that there, w- the elevator didn't go down there because this was this was a hidden thing, even from everyone else in the building.
0: Huh.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Um, <laughs> and my other fix. So, like, we also said, you know what? This sets up the future movies really nicely in terms of like the dinosaurs are out in the open, but you know what? I don't think that's enough. So in the final scene, in the end credits scene, we have the pterodactyls swooping around like Las Vegas and whatever. So what I want is um, we're, going, we're going to retcon some things. There's When the pterodactyls are flying around, because of their wings or whatever, they blow a newspaper in front of the camera. And you know what the date is on the newspaper? Wow. Summer 2012. We thought in this movie they're only going to potentially kill off the dinosaurs. So in the next movie, you know what? Maybe it's a worldwide extinction.
0: Is this in the same franchise as the film 2012? Yes. Is this... Okay. Wow.
1: I I I believe I have improved upon this movie that I already, as you can tell having listened to the podcast, admit that I love.
0: I I couldn't, I couldn't that's a lot. That's a lot. I could not handle that. So those are my fixes. I think I wanted to end the podcast (laughs) when you said clone volcano, but no, you come out punching with a one-two punch. My God. Well done, Bowan. Thank you. Thank you. We'll find out next year, I think, if that happens in Jurassic World (laughs) Dominion. Yeah, I doubt they're going to retcon the year (laughs) and then pull a 2012 uh two things one do we know do they just ignore jurassic parks two and three lost world and jurassic park i mean well? we
1: haven't seen it so we don't know if they actually use any. Are, are you aware
0: are you aware that's that's the case or i, I think they use them okay. like they don't just retcon those out okay and number two i did want to shout one awesome scene when um the 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 our auctioneer is uh, running from the dinosaur and goes in the elevator and he thinks he's safe, <laughs> but the dinosaur just turns and its tail smacks the keypad <laughs> and it opens. It opens. That's a, a great scene. <laughs> That's a great scene. Okay, not the worst movie on that we've watched. There's there's some moments of pure gold, and you will find out how much pure gold as we rank this movie with the other movies in the billion dollar movie club all right it's time mm-hmm. to rank these movies sharing the screen all right pull as we do let's flip that coin you could see this right yes heads heads Fuck. tails I oh no what was last week's movie
1: last week's was infinity
0: war ah yes yes yes
1: Ms. Simpson, do you like this movie better or worse than Infinity War? Cyborg, worse. Do you like this movie better or worse than Zootopia? Do you worse. like this movie better or worse than Last The Force Awakens? Do you like this movie better or worse than Jurassic World? Do you like this movie better or worse than The Hobbit and Unexpected uh, Journey?
0: You know what? I'll say better than The Hobbit. I don't like The Hobbit. <laughs> So we don't even need the number generator five thousand. Well, sure. no, no, no. We still do. We still do
1: to make sure it's mean? completely accurate.
0: Okay, I apologize. I, 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 I not oh, get ahead of yourself. Hatched. I apologize. All right, yeah, you so, counted
1: your chickens before they roosted.
0: Uh, I bl- the min of twenty three, right? Yeah. And the max of twenty three? Yep. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. oh, on, I'm scared. What number will it be? I,
1: I don't know. There's only one way to find out. You got to hit that button.
0: I don't want to though because then it will change everything let's see what happens oh my god it's number 23 jurassic world oh that's cool Uh, it's in the top 50 percent yeah which some of my favorites aren't (laughs) let's recap this
1: list at number 47, we have Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides.
0: At number 46, Alice in Wonderland.
1: 45, Toy Story 3. 44,
0: Avatar. 41, Transformers Dark of the Moon. 40, Avengers Age of Ultron. 39, Despicable Me 3. 38, Transformers Age of Extinction. 37,
1: Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest.
0: 35, Captain America Civil War.
1: 34, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Men Ass. 33, The Dark Knight Rises Uh, 32, The Dark Knight
0: 31, Marvel's The Avengers 30, Mini Ons Number 28, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey 27, Harry Potter and the Deathly
1: Hall OWS Part (laughs) 2 26, Jurassic Park Whoa! (laughs)
0: 26, Jurassic Park
1: 25, Iron Man 3
0: Wait, Iron Man 3 isn't in the top 50%? Nope.
1: 24, Frozen. 23, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom.
0: 22, Jurassic World.
1: Tied for 21, we have... Who, who directed that one?
0: Andrew Stanton.
1: Uh, Andrew Stanton's Finding Dory, Jordan Peele's Us, Mr. Ramy Man's Spider-Man 3, and Mr. Howard's... Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas And
0: number 20, Beauty and the Beast uh, Which one? Uh, the 2017 live action one with Emma Watson uh-huh. and uh,
1: no- n- Number 19 We have uh, the first Titanic <laughs> Compared to the sequel, Titanic 2
0: <laughs> Number 13 Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, Number 11, Zootopia Number 9, Black Panther uh, Number 8, Avengers Infinity
1: War is Rogue One a Star Wars story
0: really number seven?
1: Yeah, you put it there. <laughs> number six, fate.
0: Number five, Star Wars Episode Five, The Last Jedi. Five. <laughs> oh, so number five, Star Wars yeah, episode I see, eight. I the see last what Jedi. you did there. I see what you did there.
1: Uh number three, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King.
0: Number two, Furious Seven.
1: Number one, Skyfall
0: science surprises me every week. I'll be
1: honest. I was expecting you to put it a lot lower. Not where I would have put it, but I'm not that unhappy about it.
0: Oh, I thought it was going to be lower, too. And then
1: I saw The Hobbit. I was like, I don't like The Hobbit. I mean, I could have said another movie, but I didn't. Yeah. Because you we did play r- around with that before. You chose the right answer <laughs> for this
0: to happen because that's science. Because I know you hated The Hobbit. <laughs> I don't think I, but I hate it. Well, it feels like it. you were
1: very, very, very much dissatisfied with your time spent with that.
0: In retrospect, I don't remember anything about it, except for the Gollum. Uh, is it Bilbo scene, right? Yeah. I like that. I don't remember much about it. You know what I do remember? That this was an episode of the Billion <laughs> Dollar Movie Club. Thank you for joining us uh, each and every week. Uh, follow us. On Instagram and Facebooks and Twitters now we are we're on we're on all of those. Just search a billion dollar movie club, except on Twitter. Twitter can't fit the entire name, so we're the we're we're at Bill Doll Movies. I I love when you build the dolls, and make movies about them. You know
1: Chucky, Annabelle. Those those dolls always get top billing. So expensive that's why they don't make too many of those. Uh, Brats.
0: Bratz is based off. There's gonna be a Barbie movie. There's gonna be a Polly Pocket, pocket movie. movie. Jinx. Y- Who, it's like it's, um, it's like they just announced Lily Collins is gonna do that, right? Yeah. Uh, but who's Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham? I don't know if that's as weird as the Barbie movie that's currently being worked on by Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. Odd pairing. Uh uh, like us and subscribe on the Spotify, the Apple Podcast, the Google Podcast, the YouTube. Send us a comment, a like, an email on that electronic mail. But what was that email address?
1: Uh, billion Dollar Movie club at gmail.com
0: mm, Yes, that's Gmail. Gmail. Uh, Shoutouts as always to Max Lismarkio for the art that you saw at the beginning of this podcast and on all the arts that where where we need to post stuff and. I think. See you next
1: week for uh, next week. Incredibles 2.
0: It'll Incredibles. be a fun conversation. Oh. I don't like the sound of tone. <laughs> but we'll see what happens next week on Incredibles 2. Remember to grab your chair!
1: But uh, Quick question. Did it come with all the states or did you have to put it Fuck in off, yourself? No.
0: Are you, are you huh? questioning my authenticity as a collector? Yes. Now, if you notice today, Juan's closet is slightly ajar. The doors are a little opened as if there's a secret. As if there's maybe a monster or two in there that go by the name of Sullivan and have the uh, deep, booming voice Of one John Goodman within that closet. Is James P. Sullivan in that closet? Is his name James P. Sullivan? The world will never know. The world will never know. It's that the number of licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, the two greatest questions, mysteries even, that the world will never solve.